0: there's some uh, mishap or something there'd be a good excuse never bra- never mind Brandon let's go Jack where is he live from Studio C senior deep within the bowels of the Armstrong getty Information complex we'll soon be giving up the lease for because everybody's working remotely the Armstrong and Getty show here we go
1: hey now big finish.
0: No, big middle. Not ready for a big finish. <laughs> I was ready
1: for a big finish. I'm already past the big beginning. I'm already ready for a big finish. Yeah, prematurely. That. How you doing, everybody? Brand new week, pregnant with possibilities as always. This could be the week. Oh. I mean, the week. Oh, you get moved up to the boss slot.
0: Of course, I have a uh, buddy. You got fired last week, so it could be that kind of week too. Sometimes God uh, closes a door, he opens a window, Jack, for you to leap out of. <laughs> I can. No, uh, you know it's funny. I just I was talking to somebody over the weekend. That had a story like that, and they talked about how it was terrible and devastating, and they turned their life in a different direction and are as happy as could be. Wow, you just gotta keep that in mind. I'm not that optimistic. Doesn't always happen, but it can. It can if you make it happen,
1: folks. Here's a come co- on. Here's a quote I came across over the weekend. There will come a time when you believe everything is finished. That is the beginning. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Of the really sucky part is the rest of that sentence. Oh.
0: (laughs) That is the beginning
1: of the really sucky (laughs) part. No? No. No. I
0: don't think that's what they meant at all. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. And we didn't get there, but I want to mention that we're under the tutelage of General Manager, Warrior Foundation, Freedom Station, and the fabulous, generous Armstrong and Giddy audience.
1: Yeah, so if you've been listening for years, you know about this week. If you're new to the program, we uh, we decided years ago that we're only going to, once a year, ask for money. We just, we don't, you haven't heard us do that any other time. We know you tune in for uh, information and entertainment. Uh, But once a year, we try to take... um, what little power we have in the world to try to turn it toward good. What goodwill we haven't already abused to death. <laughs> <laughs> and we have raised astounding amounts of money in the past. I think because of that focus, I think there's a combination. I think because we focus, we don't ask you for money, you know, 10 times a year or whatever. And because we pick a really good organization that this week you will learn about. Warrior Foundation Freedom Station that not only does so much good, but is so careful with your money. You have to be careful when you donate money, really, really careful, because there's a lot of organizations out there. They take half of it for
0: salaries, for instance. Mm-hmm. Yep, they might do good work, but boy, their administrative costs are high, and boy, their CEOs are getting paid well.
1: Right. Uh, that's not the case with Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, and we'll explain all that coming up later. I, I suppose the official kickoff is about in an hour to kick off hour two, and we're going to talk to uh, Sandy, who started the whole deal, and uh, she'll explain about all all about it, so... It's good. I like I like a week where we're doing good in the world, as opposed yeah, to just the never-ending snark where we try to tear down people. You know,
0: we try to do good, and uh, it's especially welcome this week. Is surveying the news landscape. It's just so tedious. Oh my god, the world! I have no use for the world, and I'm just I'm That's disgusted a, by the world. I Everything's a, somebody blasting somebody on Twitter, and somebody blasting back, and. I think if you uh, sit down with your psychiatrist and say, I have no use for the world, you're going to end up in a rubber room. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm uh, I'm more of the uh, moving into the woods and building a lean-to and, and, and throwing on a loincloth, growing out my beard, <laughs> doing the hermit thing. I like all that with the loincloth. I'm, uh, well, you don't want bugs biting on your, uh, your, can your wear,
1: jewels. Can I wear regular pants? <laughs> if, while you, I if you have life? them. So here's a couple of interesting stories for today. Um... One, the president of the United States is meeting with the so-called president of China in a Zoom meeting, the first, first face-to-face meeting over Zoom. Since have, China. since Biden became president, what's he going to bring up? What's not he not? What is he not going to bring up? What should he bring up? What shouldn't he bring up? I mean, those are all interesting questions. I watched a bit of a roundtable uh, before I came to work today about that. And um, on MSNBC. Their guest was making the argument that the president needs to start selling the idea to the American people, the defense of China, because the, the population is not there yet. And he needs the defense of China, the defense of Taiwan. I'm sorry. Oh, OK. The defense of Taiwan, because the public is not there. Most of the public who doesn't listen to this radio show or, you know, a few other places is not uh, hip to the idea that China is going to take Taiwan one of these days and we need to come to their rescue. It is a worthwhile military mission. And uh, Biden, according to the guest on MSNBC, of all places, said he needs to lay the groundwork for America, that that is something we need to do. Hmm. And uh, and they need to behind closed doors in this meeting, not out loud. I think you'd agree with that. Not out loud, but behind closed doors, say, look, don't go there. We ain't putting up with that.
0: Yeah, yeah, you got to be careful. Be careful which gauntlets you throw down in public, because sometimes to save face, domestically, leaders have to say, "Yeah, okay, well, we got to fight then." And you want to avoid that if you can.
1: Yeah. Well, the last time our leaders meet, met, including our Secretary of State, we were on our back foot. Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. We should treat black people better. I mean, we came out of there whimpering. It was a very embarrassing situation. But so, Chinese... I just heard this on the news. Chinese state media is telling their people uh, that President Xi is going to tell Joe Biden, lay off Taiwan's ours, back off. Oh, I'm sure. Do you think he'll say that out loud? You're just talking about gauntlets you throw down out loud and ones you don't. The Chinese state media, I assume, with the blessing of the Communist Party is saying that Xi is going to tell Biden that.
0: Well, that's their uh, stated policy, though, isn't it? One China, uh, it's uh, it's it's our uh, little island. It always has been. It soon will be unified for the glorious uh, communist victory, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's their stated policy. So I, I suspect he'll just repeat that. That's our place, and we intend to unify. And then what does the old man say? Uh, he'll say, well, our policy remains the same, too. You ain't.
1: All right. I'm a little worried about how this goes. I hope they give Biden the same shots they gave him before the debates.
0: Then he asks, "She, what's your favorite Chinese restaurant in Washington?" I'm thinking of getting takeout later.
1: Or he goes on some long rambling story about something you don't know what the hell he's talking about.
0: Corn pop and hairy legs, and <laughs> straight and by razors, the way, and... I got hairy legs. What? What was the recent one that was so nutty? If I'm they're nonsensical, so they're different. To, they're difficult to tuck away in the memory. Bank. If I'm she,
1: I think I make it as long as I can, and I lay out some really complicated scenarios to see if I can get the old man to crack. <laughs> crack
0: in what way?
1: In one of his one of his cracks, where he goes on some rambling. Clearly, he doesn't have any idea what's going on. Story. I said, "Hey,
0: Esther." So you think all the communist officials will be clustered around the speakerphone, just giggling? I mean, because it's not going to be a public call. I mean, it's not going to be broadcast live on CNN. Oh, no, but all kinds of stuff will leak out. You know how it sure. works. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. President, uh, tell me again about uh, Corn Pop. <laughs> you think <laughs> he's just
2: going to... say it right in Corn Spoker, and Crocker He's <laughs> going to roll away, white
1: cutter. Right. Let's start the show officially again. One more thing to say. Uh I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. It is Warrior Foundation Week. This is Monday, November 15th, the year 2021.
0: We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. And I just want to say from the beginning, Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Not anything that sounds similar to because there are other organizations that sound similar that you don't want to support. You want to support Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. All right, officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, the show begins at Mark.
1: DJ Khaled announced a new chicken wing delivery service that will use jet skis to offer both-side chicken service. <laughs> Khaled said he came up with the idea from help, with help from his longtime business partner, Cocaine. <laughs>
0: I don't know what that joke means exactly, but I'm telling you, if I'm on a boat, you know, I'm out there on the lake all day having a good time, maybe I'm sipping some suds, don't know, maybe I am, and somebody says, you know, we can make a call and they'll deliver chicken to us on a boat. (laughs) I'm saying,
1: where's the number? Yeah, no kidding. Awesome. Uh, Speaking of boats, there's a lot of ships off the ports of Los Angeles, Uh, the two big ports, Long Beach and Los Angeles. Did you see that on 60 Minutes last night? Those aerial photos... Of the ships and the containers and everything were absolutely unfreaking believable.
0: Oh, and everybody pointing at everybody else. Nobody can agree on exactly what's causing it. It's probably a multi layered uh, fuster clock. Yeah, we got to talk more about that later. That was something that's
1: not going to get better, uh, like real soon. I assume it'll get better at some point, but not real soon.
0: Yeah, I wonder—is—is—is is, is, uh, six months, six years, sixty years? Oh man, and expect, it looked terrible, and expect prices to keep going up. For crying out loud! Oh my gosh! Ah, ah, ah! But that's not a problem, according to MSNBC. Okay. We'll have that uh, clip for you. later. I want to hear that. Okay. Uh, I don't understand how that works. Um, how does mailbag look? Super start for the week. Just terrific. <laughs> super, <laughs> super duper. <laughs> Always liked when people say super. Oh, it's super. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, yeah,
1: a lot of good stuff today. And you can weigh in on the text line at 415-295-KFTC.
2: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: So well, the Fifth Circuit Court, federal court, said that Biden's vaccine mandate that's supposed to start in January grossly exceeds OSHA's authority. Grossly oh, yeah. is, uh,
0: exceeds their authority. That was more a beating than a judicial decision. Saying I what mean, the it, hell it's, it's are you whoop the hell out of him.
1: What it. the hell are you thinking? You don't get to make everybody in the country get a vaccine. OSHA threaten their job. OSHA, what? But that's so. You got to understand that, though. That 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 exceeds OSHA's authority. It doesn't say it. Ex- it's not constitutional. It says that OSHA does not have the authority within their organization to do this sort of thing. So I don't know where those are going to end up.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, where it ends up is an interesting question. They will try to find a different route to the same end, I'm sure. But I'm I i, I can not imagine what route they'd take. Mm. Anyway, we can talk about that. Think about that. Listen to others. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Sit along by Dave, friend of Armstrong and Getty over 20 years. Thanks, Dave. Dear friends, I came across this while doing a little light reading on Plessy versus Ferguson and the Brown, and Brown versus Board of Education. Two famous Supreme Courts. One abysmal. One terrific. I listened to a
1: podcast about. Uh... One of your big Supreme Court rulings yesterday. Hey, I'll talk about that later.
0: I can't swear to this, but Dave claims it, and he's an honest man. Plus, he uh, was 7-1 to one in favor of separate but equal mm. way back in the day. The dissenting opinion by Justice John Marshall Harlan said, and I quote, and this is our freedom-loving quote of the day, our Constitution is colorblind and neither knows nor tolerates classes among citizens.
1: Amen to that. That was when a young black man, barely black, but black enough by the standards of the day, was getting on a train,
0: I think, and they... Uh... Couldn't sit with the white people. Yeah. Separate but equals fine, said the court in a notorious case. Uh, and then Dave goes on to say how disappointing he, disappointed he would be seeing that we we're moving back to segregation under the guise of equity. Yeah. Well, there are those who are attempting it, Dave. I, I, I think that more and more Americans are waking up to how insidious. That
1: now is. you go into college and they say white people over there, brown people over there, black people over there. And everybody uh, immediately goes that direction. Oh, yes,
0: yes, a safe space. This yeah. is wonderful. Signs off, WICCUWAWA. Wish I could come up with a witty acronym. Thank you, Dave. Don't <laughs> worry about it. Uh, gents, writes uh, Phoenix Steve. Always good to hear from Phoenix Steve. Joe, you've been describing how the money flush of 3 to $5 trillion, God knows how much it is, is going to turn America a socialist, is only a negative. Uh, blah, blah, blah. But look on the bright side. It will certainly help with the obesity problem. Under the Build Back Venezuela plan, the Venezuelan diet plan, the average citizen there, you remember, lost 40 pounds due to the lack of food on the shelves. Um Take a look at the shelves, folks. Uh, with a healthier, leaner populace, there will be less need for a high-class medical program so we can save money there. Look how cheap the Cuban medical plans are. It's like 0-2. You can swing on the next pitch and hit a home run. I'm sure with that count, you'll get a good pitch. Uh and then that's just too confusing, Steve. Anyway, the Build Back Venezuela plan is actually a secret obesity plan. <laughs> I get it. Uh, let's see. Joe writes, uh, stop disparaging third world countries. Constantly hear that empty shelves in grocery stores are, quote, like living in a third-world country. Being a resident of a third-world country, Honduras, I thought I would send a couple of pictures of what our grocery stores look like. No supply chain issues here. Does that make the U.S. a fourth-world country or just incompetent? Maybe just somebody Maybe somebody should look at the fact that the Longshoremen's Union has forced ports to continue 1960s at best technology so that not one of them will lose their jobs. Someone should introduce them to the Wagon Wheelmakers' Union. Oof. LGB.
1: That's Joe. There's so many reasons our supply chain is all messed up, and we'll uh, talk about some of that from the 60 Minutes piece last night coming up.
0: I got to read up on Honduras. Maybe I'll come hang with you, Joe. Mm. We'll go to the grocery store and just admire the full shelves and, I don't know, pick up a little something for dinner. Jeremy, beautiful St. George, Utah, writes, uh, the scam of electric cars, and I have more information on this later, but this is a great little note. The biggest scam with electric vehicles uh, in the sale to the public, what is it people think they're going to what do they think they're doing when they buy an electric car? They think they're reducing emissions and saving the planet. But the, Well, some people do. Some people just like them because Teslas are great cars, for instance. But anyway, but the truth is that they're just pushing their fossil fuel combustion emissions to a different system. The electricity has to be made somehow, and only 10% of U.S. power comes from wind and solar. The majority comes from fossil fuels and nuclear. So when you think about it, electric cars are more likely to be nuclear cars than solar-powered.
1: Wall Street Journal's got a good uh, what it costs to drive an electric car out today. It's pretty good. Uh, We'll run through some of that if you've been thinking about it with the high gas prices. Maybe you are, but uh, you might want to think twice. Interesting. And
0: do I have time for this? Uh, Oh, mm. Anthony, the analyst talking to a friend whose uh, Air Force daughter just got deployed, quote unquote, to New Jersey for six months. When I asked her what she was going to be doing, she said it was to work the Afghan refugee camp there. Just when he hoped our military was preparing to defend our nation or its allies and face, in the case of future conflict, we've instead used the military to clean up the mess of our current administration in the homeland. Oof, writes Anthony. Oof indeed, sir. Once
1: a year, we use our influence to ask for money. This is that week. Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, what is it? We'll do a quick explanation when we come back and a whole bunch of other stuff.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
1: I'm uh, worn out by the people asking me for money everywhere I go all the time. So I buy crickets at the pet store. I'm buying crickets at the pet store every single time. Didn't donate to starving puppies or something like that? Yeah. And just, just have the grocery store everywhere all the time. Uh, we try to stay away from that, and we do stay away from that all year long. We are more like a friend who never asks you for money, who comes and says, I got something serious here, something important here. Mm. And it really gets your attention, and I hope this does, because it's
0: it's a good cause. Uh, friends and, and patriots, proud Americans, we have supported Warrior Foundation Freedom Station for several years now. Uh, we first became acquainted with it. I can't even remember what the year was, but we're absolutely blown away at how wonderfully effective they were at interceding With our wounded heroes, precisely when they need it most, Warrior Foundation Freedom Station assists the seriously injured returning home from war, those suffering from post-traumatic stress and or traumatic brain injury, those undergoing physical or occupational therapy, transitioning warriors who have been medically retired and remain in our community to make sure they are housed they are cared for, they are surrounded by their peers, they are counseled, uh, they, can, they can work out. They don't end up on the streets, they don't end up homeless, they don't end up alone at their time of greatest need. And Warrior Foundation Freedom Station does that with astonishing efficiency. Virtually everybody involved in the organization is a volunteer. They are motivated by only one thing, and that is love of country and our heroes.
1: They're so careful with your money, which is awesome. So you're in Afghanistan, you step on a mine, you get your legs blown off. Next thing you know, you're in the hospital and you're, you're out of the military. Welcome to real life now out as a civilian. What? What am I supposed to do now? And you, you, you would wish that we had a better way to transition from the military to the, to back to
0: civilian life? But we don't really. But Warrior Foundation Freedom Station is that. And as I think we'll probably cover with Sandy Lemcooler, the founder of Warrior Foundation, in a little bit, often it takes months and months for the VA benefits to kick in. Oh, boy. So these kids who lost limbs, eyes, whatever, are injured, they're scared, they're trying to figure out what their life is going to be, and they're broke. Yeah, I know. You're thinking, what? No. Yes. It's It's scandalous and Warrior Foundation Freedom Station is there for them right at that moment thanks to your support go to armstrongandgetty.com armstrongandgetty.com it is obvious how to donate there are all sorts of places to click if uh, if these times are tough give a little if you've done really well as some people have during the covid please give generously armstrongandgetty.com
1: what are we going to do raise a half a million dollars this week we think
0: 100 we're uh, open to bhai
1: golly. average 100 grand a day Monday through Friday, close business Monday uh, Friday, we plan to have a half a million dollars. That's a lot of money. Uh, more on that later. So I'm looking up at the Twitter feed. The Hill says Biden aides offer praise for Harris after critical CNN report. Why have Biden aides leapt to the defense of Kamala Harris? Because I'm looking up at CNN and it says CNN is reporting. So their own reporting is White House aides worn out by dysfunction of Harris office. She's running out of friendly press. There just isn't any. i say when CNN is out to get you, as a Democrat, you're in trouble. It wasn't our idea to compare Kamala Harris to Miss South Carolina. It was actually Tim (laughs) Sandifer's idea on the Twitter feed yesterday. came across this, and I thought it was hilarious. Do you all remember the Miss South Carolina contestant who was in the, 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 the Junior Miss pageant and was asked a question and came up with this fabulous answer?
3: I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some People out there in our nation don't have maps, and uh, I believe that our education, like such as South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as, and (laughs) I believe that they should, uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S., um, or should help South Africa, and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries, so we will be able to build up our future.
0: Well said. (laughs) So, as my uh, my daughter my 22 year old who is visiting currently often uh, looks at me and shakes her head, head sadly and says good thing you're pretty dad.
1: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, the rambling sentence the going nowhere the no one they got nothing to say yet they continue
0: to So surely there's a way out of this sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well I mean it's straight out of the uh, the Al Sharpton school of elocution.
1: God I've heard that I don't know, a hundred times? It still yeah. is amazing every single yeah. time. But this they'll is, resist we much. This is Kamala Harris. Was she in France when she said this the other day? I think she was, yeah. What is she? We try- must together. What is, she, what is Kamala Harris, the Vice President of the United States, trying to say here?
2: We must together work together to see where we are, where we are headed, where we are going, and our vision for where we should be, but also see it as a moment, yes to together address the challenges, and to work on the opportunities.
0: Yeah. Resist? We must. <laughs> we must. And we will much about that be committed. <laughs> wow.
2: What? Let me hear that
0: one more time. Cal. <laughs> Come on, Mike.
2: We must together, work together, to see where we are, where we are headed, where we are going and our vision for where we should be, but also see it as a moment, yes, to together address the challenges and to work on the opportunities. The way, wow. it's, the way it's
1: like the Miss South Carolina girl is she gets, like, she gets a little burst of confidence there toward the end. And goes, yeah and yes, we will <laughs> together need to, and all together with, with everyone pulling together. She felt like her she felt
0: her tires catch for yes, just a second. Exactly. But then they kept spinning. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. just, she is so
1: nothing. She yes. might be a nice person, I don't have any idea. But in terms of political skills and, and any talent in that area, she's got freaking nothing. And then CNN reporting today, White House aides worn out by dysfunction of Vice President Harris's office.
0: Oof. Well, the funny thing was that uh, during the primaries, primaries, she started off with an enormous head of steam. I mean, she checked all sorts of boxes, so it was uh, attractive in that way. And then she had her big launch in Oakland, huge crowd, and all the press flocked there and said, whoa, wait a minute. And then in the space of a few months, she convinced everyone in America that she had nothing going on. I mean, convinced them beyond a shadow of a doubt, she dropped out before Iowa. Nobody would uh, donate money. She had no support and yet she ended up as the vice president, having, I mean, utterly, utterly convinced America, I got nothing going on over here.
1: That's why uh, 24 is so damned exciting, is that you got a crazy old man who seems to be slipping mentally. True, and I suffered pressure. And his, and his vice president sounds like her, but anyway, we'll have plenty of years to talk about that. You know, we're going to have plenty of months, I'm afraid, to talk about inflation and our supply chain issues. If you watch the Opening story on sixty minutes last night. It was fairly troubling. Um, there's no reason to think that costs aren't going to continue to go up for practically everything, and uh, and and shelves to be bare for quite a while to come. Um, the main thing that I took away from, uh, aside from as I mentioned, the aerial photographs they had of just the numbers of containers empty and full that are just sitting around. It's such a it's such a log jam of I was going to say incompetence, but that's probably not fair. It's more of a uh, like when you're building a Jenga pyramid. It's just you know one one block can affect the whole thing. Um, well,
0: yeah, and there are imperfections. You might say serious challenges or you know dysfunction in virtually every aspect of of shipping in the United States, and and you can get away with them. In most circumstances. But this combination of circumstances, you know, and you know what they are, uh, they've, they've pressured the system so that all of those flaws are now exposed and they're like catching on each other. The, and it's a cascading uh, series of failures. But I thought 60 Minutes did a
1: good job of pointing out how the truck drivers are blaming the, 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 the ports and the ship operators are blaming the, the truck drivers and that just everybody has got a reason why it's another crowd that's causing the problem and anybody who can is
0: just gouging the bejesus out of everybody else.
1: Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Um uh am uh, I've kind of got the libertarian view on that whole price gouging thing is that the, that's the way you get fixed things get fixed it motivates competition so much when there's mm-hmm. so much money to be made. But yeah, the the uh uh so if you're if you're a ship stuck out at sea, you get to charge you know ten times as much as you usually would to unload them, and then, if you're a truck, you get to charge ten times as you n- normally would to to load it onto your truck and take it somewhere and just
0: at every point point. and I liked how the rail companies aren't moving the containers, but they're charging storage fees for not moving the containers as the businesses are begging them to move the containers right it is um it is such a mess.
1: Um, I was listening to a pretty good podcast over the weekend about the disruption um worldwide. We we shut down the world economy. I mean, it's it's one of the most amazing things. It it could you could argue it's the most amazing thing that's ever happened economically in the history of the world. We shut down the world economy. We just like pressed a big stop button on it all at once in March of twenty twenty. And how do you unwind that and get it going again? How long does it take? Obviously it could take many, many years. Oi. Not good. Nobody ever contemplated that before. Nobody ever even considered that that would
0: be a possibility. But it happened all over the world. Just, eh, it all come, came to a stop. Will we react the same way if there's a pandemic in a year and a half? Which is possible. Absolutely possible. Or, or having learned the lesson, do we, you know, soldier on?
1: anyway we got some more details on that that we want to talk about um, I'm I'm gonna dig into this CNN uh, story that they're they're going big with on how the White House is tired of uh, Kamala Harris because that's the sort of thing that happens when unhappy people are leaking on purpose to CNN isn't it yep yeah the White exactly. House leaked to CNN on purpose because they want to send a message hey Kamala
0: you got to get your act together dysfunction you're tired and of the, the, the veeps office oh no
1: but a bunch of different stuff our text line is always in oh give the Warrior Foundation. Freedom Station. Just go to armstrongandgetty.com. We made it super easy. I'm going to donate during one of these commercial breaks to, to to time it and see how long it takes. Excellent. Because in the past, it's usually only taken like a minute, two minutes. It's pretty darn fast.
0: Oh, easy peasy. Get your credit card out. You'll be back before we are.
1: Text line 415-295-KFTC.
2: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So when you
3: see this, what does this say to you? I think a lot of businesses are at risk if they can't get their products in in time for the holiday season. And, of course, it also means consumers are going to pay really high prices for everything. So this is what inflation looks like. Yeah, this is inflation firsthand.
1: This is what inflation looks like. They're in a helicopter on 60 Minutes last night looking down over... Port of Los Angeles, Port of Long Beach, all those ships out in the water, all those containers that are on the ground, the stacks and the stacks of unloaded ones that they can't get out of the way so they can unload the ones that are loaded and stacked up also, and then the trucks who've got empty trailers. It's just its a mess.
0: And everybody's blaming everybody else. 60 Minutes with a pretty good report yesterday, uh, and, and it, I find it so interesting. I've got to admit there's part of me that thinks – I could spend a very long time trying to comprehend this and still fall short. I got to believe they interviewed a whole bunch of different people, and we're going to hear from some of them in a second.
1: But I got to believe these are really sharp people, and they've got tremendous financial interest in trying to fix this, and they still can't. Right, right. Uh, There's
0: a fair amount of finger pointing, too. But let's listen to uh, this has to do with, with truckers and drivers, and maybe that's a factor, 33
3: The ocean carriers, most headquartered in Europe or Asia, say demand for cargo space keeps rising. They blame a shortage of truckers at the port. Take an empty in, take a full container out. Where is this falling apart? In the fact that we, because of the booking systems, have restrictions on the type of container that you can bring in. Matt Schrapp of the Harbor Trucking Association told us there's no driver shortage at the ports. He says it's the antiquated booking system that's gumming up the works. Schrapp told us normally truckers make an appointment to return an empty container before picking up a full one. But with so little space at the ports, there are new restrictions on even the color of container that can be returned. Truckers can wait hours in line only to be turned away because there's no room.
1: Fantastic! When, when they mentioned a couple of different times, certain colors of containers that couldn't
0: be unloaded, I wish they would
1: have explained that. I di- I didn't understand why 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 you couldn't unload a yellow one, but you could unload a blue one. I
0: mean, is there an eleven-year-old girl in charge of the ports, and she just <laughs> likes you know a mix of colors, or they I different like, weights and sizes? I don't know what that is. I don't know. You know, I have a bold and controversial assertion to make, but before we do it, how about one more clip? Let's do uh, thirty-four.
3: Some of the terminals will say that the no-shows of your drivers, 50% of the time they don't show up. How do you explain that? Well, we make appointments because we don't know sometimes until the day of whether or not we're going to be able to return an empty container back into that marine terminal. And then all of a sudden, the day of, they say, sorry, we're not taking any more rust-colored containers. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, it's just, it's a game of whack-a-mole, literally. The result? Lots like this, full of empty containers sitting on chassis, the undercarriage that holds the container and attaches to a truck. Without a chassis, you cannot move those containers off of dock. And the majority of chassis are sitting under empty containers strewn around California. So the the chassis are necessary to move the full containers out of the port. Absolutely. But most of these chassis are now being used just to hold empty containers. That's correct. This is the definition of a bottleneck. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: And worth repeating for wherever you are in the country, 40% of the goods in the entire country come through Los Angeles and Long Beach ports, so it
0: affects everybody. It's got to do with the inflation all over the country. Oh, it's an enormous, enormous factor in the economy as a whole. Uh, So here is my uh, controversial assertion. So back in 1950, you probably learned about this in history class at some point. I don't know. Uh, there was a, a threatened strike by railroad workers, which would have just brutalized the economy. Just post World War II, things were starting to hum, and Harry Truman issued an executive order putting America's railroads under control of the U.S. Army. Extremely controversial, at the very, very edge of of uh, uh, you know le- legitimate power. I don't want to get into that, but I am picturing. An effective president convening a meeting of all of the the stakeholders, all of the players, after some preliminary meetings with the you know his staff and the experts, getting a, getting a good clear picture of what's going on, and sitting down and saying, "Look." You and you, you got 24 hours to work out your disagreement. You're you're going to negotiate like you've never negotiated before, all right? And then point to the other people and just weigh in and just be a motivator. Just get them to settle their differences. I'm not saying, you know, exercise the heavy hand of of the executive branch. Just there's something about when the POTUS is looking you in the eye and saying, y'all have been arguing about this for five years. How about you figure it out?
1: We'll have a lot more on that throughout the show, and this is not a you know uh, a political story. Most people aren't paying attention to. Everybody's aware of the whole inflation thing we got going on. I wanted to check in with Alex in the newsroom real quick before he leaves because he's about to leave for jury duty today. Ah, good man. Uh, yeah, exactly, Alex. And uh, you're you're new to the Armstrong and Getty uh, family, and uh, our our uh, and uh, our stated position on jury duty for years has been go freaking do it. Yeah, and, I love it. Yeah, and we're glad that you are because the, you know it's been the joke for years of how to get out of jury duty, how to get a, we <laughs> don't We don't want smart people with jobs and brains that work to get out of jury duty. We want you to go to jury duty. I, it's my civic duty. I love serving on juries. I love. I feel honored, honestly, when I get uh, selected. That is the right attitude.
0: Yeah, and uh, do you like me? Uh, look back on your jury service and think. So many people have no ability to reason. It's a little scary.
1: I honestly love it. Every time I've left when I've served on a jury, I love it because, A, I felt like I did my civic duty. And, B, there was a discussion between like-minded individuals or unlike-minded individuals. I guess that's a word. I'll make it up. But the the discourse was there. It, I don't know. I just feel good. I feel yeah, great. See, like, I served I on jury, was, uh,
0: jury's full of dunderheads. I mean, it was scary. <laughs> I was so glad I was there just because, oh, my golly. Wow. Oof, doofuses. Yeah, well, thank you, Alex. Go off and do your, your jury. Yeah, do it. And,
1: You're and remember, remember, they wouldn't have arrested him if they didn't do it. Oh. I mean,
0: that's no, just. no. Just, Take the jury out of the room.
1: <laughs> if you miss an hour, grab it on the podcast, Armstrongandgetty.com.
2: Armstrong and Getty.